Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with Ian McGilchrist. Ian is an author, psychiatrist and former Oxford literary scholar. He came in prominence with his publication The Master and his Emissary, The Divided Brain and the Making of the Western World. His latest book is called The Matter with Things and is coming out on the 9th of November and is available on pre-order now. The link is in the description. Now that Under the Skin is on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review there. It helps us and we will read them out. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this podcast and all of my weekly Under the Skin podcasts, all you have to do is subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. Also, I have a brand new meditation podcast called Above the Noise, which is also out now. In this part, this conversation between Ian McGilchrist and myself, we talk about the difference between the left and the right hemisphere, excuse me, and how that sort of our reality is constructed by the relationship between those um, hemispheres and the way that sort of mythology and culture is a reflection and even certain political tensions is a sort of, in a sense, an enactment of this neurological activity. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that's, route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? Welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. Yes, perhaps I could just take a little time to unpack that thing about the right and left hemisphere difference without going into masses of detail. Effectively, because the left hemisphere pays very narrow beam attention to a detail that has taken its interest. Um, and because the right hemisphere, meanwhile, is sustaining the whole picture, is vigilant and open. You get two kinds of pictures of the world from the very narrow beam one that is flitting from this detail to that detail to the other. You get a vision of the world in which what it finds are a lot of disconnected fragments, atomistic, decontextualized, um, that may be put into categories in an attempt to understand them, or perhaps we try and put them together to make meaning out of them. They're rather abstract, and they're really more or less like symbols of real experience. They're they're kind of very pale imitations, if I may put it that way, of what real, what you call animalistic, embodied experience is, which is the great thing we have while we're alive, as we have this rich way of sort of understanding reality through not just a mental scheme but through our whole embodied existence emotions intellect and spirit together with the body so you get that picture in the left hemisphere and in the the right hemisphere you get a completely different picture which is that nothing ultimately can be disconnected from anything everything is connected which doesn't mean to say that it all collapses into one big mush (laughs) it's much more connected to the things immediately in the context of it. So, you know, we're connected with one another because we're talking right now and this room is very connected to me, but further out and beyond, everything connects. And what's more, all those things are constantly changing. They can't be pinned down for certain because they just can't be fixed and made. If they were dead, if you could stick a pin in it, you know, as the left hemisphere would like, it takes a sort of snapshot, there, I've got it. And the right hemisphere says, no, sorry, it's already changed. So the right hemisphere has a a vision of the world in which things get to be known constantly. They're coming into being and they're coming into being known. 
Um, they're not fixed and dead certain aspects of the world, like the, light, the left hemisphere makes them like, they're just counters in the game of knowledge. And the right hemisphere sees that everything, everything is actually unique. I mean, it's a good shorthand to say, you know, a table is a table, but actually every table is different. Every human being is different. And so there is nothing uh, in which we are actually completely equal to one another. We're all quite different, which is great. At the same time, we have commonalities, you know, we're all human beings, which is another good thing. So it's finding a way between a picture of the world, which is rich with meaning, understands implicit meaning, all those things that are implicit are understood by the right hemisphere. If it's not explicit, the left hemisphere tends not to get it. So it doesn't get jokes, really. It doesn't get poems, really. It doesn't get music, really. The right hemisphere is much better at all that stuff that gives richness and meaning to life. So you've got two distinct visions of the world there. But what I try to get away from is the idea that the right hemisphere is the only good one and that somehow we ought to get rid of the left hemisphere because the left hemisphere tells us something. It tells us something quite important, which needs to be combined with what the right hemisphere tells us, but not in an equal way, because the right hemisphere sees more. In my em master and his emissary, the title of the uh, 2009 book, um, the right hemisphere is the master and must be the master of the left. The left hemisphere, though, wants to be the master. It wants to dethrone the, the master. And it thinks it knows more. And that is simply because it knows less. I mean, the less it knows, the more it thinks it knows everything. The right hemisphere doesn't think it knows everything. It's aware of the need for what the left hemisphere tells it. In the, in the story of the master and his emissary, the master appoints his emissary. So evolutionary, the, the right hemisphere has said to the left hemisphere, you go and do this kind of work for us. It'll help very much. Create a map of things. It will be very good for strategic things, being able to grab stuff, grab food, grab territory, get one over on other people. And meanwhile, the right hemisphere has been holding the, the thing together and saying, this is the world, you know, understand it now. So it helps us understand. And the left hemisphere helps us manipulate in a different way, just like a map doesn't contain all the meaning that's in the world that is mapped. So I am reaching somewhere, I think. What I think we need is the divisional tendency of the left hemisphere and the unifying tendency of the right hemisphere to be unified. In other words, we need something that differentiates and something that brings back to a whole, but we need both of them to be together whole. So we don't want um, you know, an either or, which is what the left hemisphere goes for. And we don't need only a both and as the right hemisphere goes for. We need both an either or and a both and. Cool. I thought of some things. Yes. Uh, these are them. I thought about Moses and yes. Aaron in the Old Testament, like that the prophet yes. necessarily has to be diaphanous and porous to receive the, to, to access the unknowable where, and there needs to be a pragmatist. I thought of the sort of in the sort of Joseph Campbell type way, the sort of common pairing of the warrior and the priest, you know, that, that, that we need a shaman, but we need you yes. know, Arjuna for Krishna say. I, I, 
I thought about the necessity and the sort of, um, speaking somewhat literally, that you know, the necessity for subjugation that in the, the, the in the name of Islam, that if you if the left brain is not subjugated, if the me mechanistic materialistic mentality takes over, exactly, false idols will rise. I thought of the necessity for a kind of a sort of a sort of a porousness uh, between these two spaces. And, um, and, and in Jung, integrity and integration, like the idea of like integration with the shadow, uh, like for completion mm. in the, in, in Jung's ideas that like that we, the unconscious material needs to be incorporated to be whole. And I heard in what you were saying mm. from your own area of expertise, um, the sort of, um, the movements uh, of other disciplines. I could hear the tunes mm. of uh, other descriptions of, uh, according to what you said earlier, a kind of a, a potentially mm. a sort of a, a common, a common, a common reality. So, like, it, I, I suppose what you're saying is that that, that in, in, in spite of potentially limitless difference and limitless variation and our perhaps our um, mm. uh, overly assertive inclination to for taxonomy and the associated prejudices that that might create or at least opposition that that could create that there is a, a an obvious requirement for you know plainly evolved from our need to survive for the sort of mechanistic interpretation of reality but that possibly when people say you know patriarchy and stuff what they perhaps possibly what could be meant is that the that this the dominion the biases of this dominion have excluded the mystery and I, like you know i wouldn't approach it from a gender perspective anyway because that's just i guess it's not my experience but like but i would approach it from a kind of um that we have desacralized the world we've mm. like that the mm. that when when we revere nature and acknowledge that there's something mm. sort of mm. unknowable that we can somehow that we are haunted by something in nature that we can never fully own as you said cannot fully be pinned down that it, it creates reverence and that we have a numinous mm. experience mm. of reality as opposed to a sort of a mechanistic resource base this is here for us to use <laughs> mm. smash that mountain mm. down we could use that you know like yes yes please join me over at luminary on apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of under the skin I'm speaking quietly because my cats are giving, well not my cats, my cat is giving birth to kittens in this room. Three have been born. Look at my social media for uh, images of this happy event.